right, all right, day 259. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so the Gospel of John. The last gospel. Yeah, the Gospel of John, man, is... many people's uh favorite uh it is actually said to have been the most popular gospel in the early church and so um if you read it though man <clears throat> i think john is like uh profoundly simple and yeah. simply profound uh-huh. you know he's going to use simple language but he's so deep and you can penetrate his words so long to try to get what he's saying kind of get what he's saying and uh you know what's interesting about this book man he gives you the purpose statement you right. know and at the end of the book he's like yo these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Simple. Like yeah. that's the whole reason I'm writing this book. I want you guys to know that up front. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so like we said, like <clears throat> each of the gospels is gonna talk about Jesus from a different vantage point, right? He's the um son of David and Matthew, right? He's the king that's gonna come and establish this kingdom. He's the son of man in Mark, the suffering servant right and luke he's the son of adam right uh um yeah god's new son for all mankind and now in john it's going to show that jesus is the son of god right Mm -hmm. so this one is specifically going to focus on his deity in rich and and unique ways right all the way from the beginning so the very first words uh start off in the beginning right and Mm -hmm. those words should just leap off of the page and remind you of genesis 1 right the Mm -hmm. bible starts off with this uh account of god flexing his power in creation and now in john 1 he's going to use that same word all right in the beginning was the word right that we're not going to start off with um virgin birth stories because john's saying no 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 listen um as far as the intersection with uh how this world goes uh jesus was actually there with god predating the beginning of the word and so from the gate he's trying to help you see no jesus is the son of god yep and in the very beginning he's going to say in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and so one of the things you're going to see about john is not that just that he he shows jesus as god he shows god as trinity right so Mm. john is the greatest trinitarian theologian in the bible right Right. like he's going to over and over point you back to that god is father son and spirit yeah so when he talks about the word here he's showing this uh distinction but also this unity right so the word is his own person within the godhead right? right like he is the eternal son of god and in verse 14 like we always talk about he became flesh right right he tabernacled mm. is the word there among us and he revealed his glory to us right and so the same glory presence that dwelt in the tabernacle in the temple is present in a person right, right? like the second person of the trinity added to himself humanity for us and like man it's so deep and it's right. so rich and it's so nuanced and this idea of the logos you know, has kind of Greek connotations right. and Jewish connotations. Yeah. In the Greek mindset, it would have been thought of as the rational principle of the universe. What what gives the universe its logic or its reason? And John is saying, no, no, no that's Jesus, right? right like that's right, right, right. the Christ. And for the Jewish thought, again, this 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 person who is present with God 
and instituted creation and redemption. And so, again, uh, all these good things. And he he even says, bro, that <clears throat> Jesus is the one and only Son, right? He's right. The, the only begotten in in the in the uh, language of the King James. And um, what he's saying is that Christ has this relationship with God the Father that is unique uh, and different from anyone else in the universe. Right. right? And the the good thing about redemption, bro, is that what the son is by by nature, mm. we become by grace, oh. right? Like by nature, Jesus is totally God's son, and we become that by grace, and we're adopted into His family. That's why He's going to say, "Whoever believes has the right to become a son of God." Amen, amen. Yeah. Um, man, one seventeen and eighteen. It goes on. It says this right: for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the one and only son who is himself. God is at the father's side. Uh, he has revealed him. One of the things that I love about this gospel, right? And mm -hmm. so, you know, the first episode is always longest. One of the things yeah. that I love about this is it's trying to tell us, no, no, look, 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 look. Jesus is not he has not uh, arrived on the scene to contradict Moses, right? He's mm -hmm. come on to um, to elucidate or just to give a bigger and fuller expression of what Moses uh, was trying <clears throat> to do in, in uh, the giving of the law, right? So as we think about like an outline of this book, there's a few ways that you, we can think about how to move through this book. One is this, you could split the book in kind of these two halves, the first half being bigger, right? One yeah, through yeah. 12 is the book of signs. So we're gonna right. see these, yes, yeah, seven signs that Christ uh, does that are going to testify to the fact that he is God. And then 13 to 21 is the book of glory. Uh, mm -hmm. But one of the things that we see in the book as well is that Jesus has seven signs, but he also has these seven I am statements. And why yep. this is so huge is because when God was revealing himself to Moses, God will reveal himself. His name will, will or, or God's going to say, my name is yeah, Yahweh or I am, right? right. As right. Jesus comes in the gospel of John, Jesus is saying, all right, all right, all right, look, I am is an independent clause. It's a statement all by himself. Put a period at the end, and that's still true. But Jesus says, no, 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 I'm going to come in, and I'm actually going to complete the sentence. And so he's going to mm. give us the I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. I am the door. I'm the good shepherd. And all of these things are meant so that he can, yeah, physically visibly and tangibly uh show us what god is like so this gospel is going to give us not just a portrait of jesus but a portrait of who god is in a very unique way absolutely no that's that's excellent and that bleeds right into the next chapter right where we have the first sign so in chapter two jesus is going to come on the scene he's going to perform his first miracle his first sign that testifies that he is the eternal son of god right. that he is the messiah and you know what he does he turns water into wine why? Right? Yeah. This guy who's God comes on the scene. Turn, you would think like, yo, wouldn't you, you I'm know, heal a blind man? Yeah. yeah. Where's the you, turn, you turn water into wine yeah. and it just goes to show like, no, one, it, it's it's a ton of things that we could pull from this passage. Right. But I think one of the things, um, if you read texts like Amos 9 and, yeah. and Isaiah 25, it talks about when the Messiah comes, he'll bring the new creation yeah. and the mountains will drip 
wine, yeah. right? Wine would flow. Why? Well, because at the end of time, when uh, w- when the when the kingdom is consummated, when everything is fulfilled, heaven is not going to be just floating bodily <laughs> existence. Ooh, look at me, I can fly. <laughs> right. It's going to be this wedding banquet, right? right? Where God is going to celebrate the marriage between his lamb and the church, yeah. right? Yeah. And Jesus is showing here, no, 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 I'm going to bring that forward and or, right. or partially to yeah. show you what's going to come fully. And right. so here he's going to turn water into wine. And at first he's like, yo, man, y'all trying to show my hand. My hour ain't here. Right. Kick back, relax, my G. Yeah. Um, but also we're just going to see <clears throat> in a very earthly way that Christ is generous, that he does meet the physical needs of people in the here and now as well. Yep. And then it goes right from that sign. And right. So again, the gospel authors aren't necessarily writing all these things in chronological order, right? The gospel authors are taking the events from Christ's life and arranging them in such a way to make this point. So right from there, he goes into the temple. And what I love is like, we we talked about this in, in Mark, Jesus is going to show his authority as God and that mm-hmm. he is going to uh, come in and basically rearrange how things are set up in the temple because he sees the authority has been abused, a place that should be a meeting place with God has been tainted. And Jesus is going to, at the end of the thing, say this, no, 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 no. Uh, are, are there going to say, yo, who gave you the right to do this? And he's going to say, look, y'all destroy this temple and in three mm-hmm. days I'm going to raise it up. And he's going to show, no, no, no. Jesus is actually going to be the best meeting place in between man and God. Man and God are not going to have to come to a temple. Um, they're going to, uh, man has to come to God through his son. And Jesus is showing that he's actually the true and better <clears throat> temple. Mm, mm, yep, absolutely. And then John 3 comes, famous story. Nicodemus comes to Jesus, this Pharisee. He comes to Jesus at night. John is going to have, the Gospel of John is going to have a ton of double entendres where he 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 says something physically, means something spiritually. So Nicodemus is going to come to him in the dark at night, and he's literally in the dark spiritually. Right. Right. And so he's going to say, yo, I know that you probably come from God, man, because you're doing all these signs. You're different, right? There's no way you ain't come from God. (laughs) And and Christ is just like, man, truly, I tell you, unless someone's born again, he cannot see the kingdom, right? And then truly, I tell you, unless someone is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is he saying? Well, one of the things Jesus does, again, is use earthly realities to highlight spiritual truths, Mm. right? All throughout the book. And so here he's going to use this metaphor of being born again. He's saying to this Pharisee who would trust in his religiosity to be right with God. He's going to say, you know, you need to be reborn. Right. right? You need to be uh, in theological terms, regenerated. Right. And right. Regeneration is basically, you know, this benefit of salvation that Christ accomplishes for us. Where a person goes from being spiritually dead mm-hmm. to spiritually alive. Right. right. It is an instantaneous work that most of us. You know, if you're a Christian, you probably couldn't pinpoint, right, the moment you were born again in the same way you couldn't pinpoint the moment you were physically born. Right. right? And it's that kind of radical change that Christ is pointing to in the lives of Christians that he came to bring. Right. And so um, one of the things that he's going to talk about here is the wind, how it blows, where it wills, and it goes. uh, And this happens, what Christ is saying, man, this happens by the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit comes in us and gives us this new life. Mm. Uh, so much so it's as if we're born again, new creations. Um, and so 
uh, and this fulfills again Ezekiel. It's so many promises in the Old Testament that's right. being fulfilled here. But Christ is just trying to show, like, yo, man, like if you really want to be uh, right with God and enter into His kingdom, right. you have to receive this new life that I'm coming to bring. Right. Yeah, man. There's so much that could be said about all of these stories, and our time is starting to wind down. Uh, I just kind of want to pull back as we head to, to uh, towards the end. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I I think most times you you would zoom in as you're trying to land this plane. But <clears throat> what I'm saying is, hey, we're not going to land this plane of the Gospel of John for a few days. So I feel the freedom to kind of pull back out and for us to get a panoramic view mm-hmm. um, as Jesus comes in and reveals what God is like. You know, one of the things that you really get the privilege of seeing when you read large chunks at a time is this mm-hmm. notice the people that approach Jesus and the people that Jesus approaches, right? right? So in John 3, Nicodemus, who's got all of this clout and prestige as mm-hmm. a teacher, approaches Jesus to sit at his feet. In John 4, there's an outcast. Mm-hmm. She doesn't come to him, Jesus goes to her. A Samaritan, yeah. Yep. At the end of John 4, a Roman centurion, somebody who sits under authority and is seen as an authority and powerful man in itself, he comes to Jesus and humbles himself at the feet of Jesus. And I know I'm dipping over into tomorrow's pool, but it's okay. Uh, in John 5, there's an invalid, a man that, yeah, can't walk. He mm. hasn't been able to walk for 40 mm. years. And do you know what? Jesus goes and approaches him. And so you see like the highest of the high come and bow down at Jesus's feet. That's how great he is. But Jesus goes and initiates with the lowest of the low. That's how compassionate he is. And that is just, man, a picture of God that I think is so different than the way that uh, authorities and important people in our world flex their might and authority and power no that's excellent man yeah. that's excellent yeah, yeah let's pray yeah yeah father we pray that um as we read the gospel of john we will get to know the son of god in a more deeper way we thank you that he has revealed you to us as father um and that by grace we can become what the son is by nature that is sons and daughters